What's up, former party people? This is Jerry, you know, the one who actually combs his hair on the A is for Alcoholic podcast. Now, if you're finding value in listening to the AIFA podcast every week and you want to support sharing it with others, we invite you to become a sustaining monthly or per show contributor. Go to patreon.com backslash AIFA. It's super easy and it only takes a quick moment. It's about as easy as buying one of those pre-cooked space chickens from the grocery store, taking it outside, giving it a big old kiss, and kicking it into traffic. (laughs) Why would you do that? Anyway, you do you, and I'll do me. Again, go to patreon.com backslash AIFA. And with that, people, let's start the show. A is for Alcoholic is a program about recovery. My name is John, and I'm an alcoholic. And my name is Jerry, and I'm an alcoholic. Join us as we go through the alphabet of alcoholism one letter at a time. Welcome back to A's for Alcoholic. It is another exciting installment in the journey of two middle-aged men. Coming to you live from the sobriety bunker. We got snacks, Red Dead Redemption 2, a treadmill. Yes, it's like a, it's like a sobriety hype house. It's like a sobriety uh, TikTok hype house, right? Yo, welcome to not drinking anymore, bitch. Let's talk about our feelings. Right. I um, I um, I've been playing Red Dead Two. I started it all over again from the beginning, mm-hmm. and I ran on a treadmill the other day for five miles. How'd that you feel? Done that yet? Weird. Really no. weird. Very no. weird. Um, you get off of it, and your body still <clears throat> wants to keep propelling itself forward. So your legs, mm-hmm. exactly that motion you're doing. My legs mm-hmm. are doing that same thing, and I sweated buckets dude like just sweating 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 because when i go out into the world and run it's so dry here in arizona it immediately evaporates a and b i have the option to stop running and just put my hands on my hips and do that exhausted kind of oh man i'm so tired my hands are on my hips you know like (laughs) take a break and walk Uh here i have to go because i ran it at five miles an hour because i i had done the math in my head and i was like all right so that makes my pace about 11 minute miles that's about my pace when I run. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm like, okay, we can do five miles in like about an hour or so, you know? Um, and so I had to turn the pace down from five miles an hour to like three miles an hour. So it's still three miles an hour is a brisk walk. So it's none of this hands on hips. I just would go up and down, you know, when I started yeah. getting kind of exhausted, still so it's minutes. weird. you're constantly in motion. You're not stopping to like take a picture of a cool mountain. Or be like, yo, that rock is rad and look at it or do whatever it is, you know, like, yeah, yo, is that somebody's that underwear in the street? You know, like, mm-hmm. yeah. So it was interesting because you're in constant motion. I burnt way more calories, but mm. I I still like being outside. Sure. I, just, I felt like I was on the space station. Sure. Like I wanted yeah. to be out in the world and breathe in the air and have cars <laughs> drive by. And do you know what I mean? Watch people do mm-hmm. construction and pull my little gator up and pull it down. Yeah. I'd been running past the same uh, pacifier in the gutter for like the last that week. baby man just got excited <laughs> whoa the pacifier fell out or i wonder if the baby threw it out of a car window that's probably more likely it's, it's possible like, just jink and then started crying yeah because it was gone mm-hmm. <clears throat> so welcome welcome back everybody um i do want to say quickly thanks to everyone who's joined us on patreon um we are i keep saying this and then we don't do it mm-hmm. so um jerry and i have we are going to put together a list of movie reviews that we're going to do. Oh yeah. Um, and whatever else, you know, that other things come up. If anybody has any, um, any suggestions for movie reviews, dude? Or all these topics, alcoholic movies are so fucking sad. 
they're I really can't make sad. fun of any of them because I'm like, dang, I know the pain. But also, right. I don't know. There's another movie podcast I do every once in a while. Some friends of mine mm-hmm. here from Tucson, and that one's like really lighthearted. We just kind of laugh at shit. And then you're yeah. like, yo, let's watch fucking Richard Lewis have a mental breakdown. Let's watch Leaving Las Vegas. And that's I think it's going to be funny. funny. And then I watch Richard Lewis. Yeah, or it's even Leaving funny. Las Vegas, which I thought was super cool when I saw it when I was drinking and now I can't even imagine mm-hmm. like that poor fucking watch that poor guy. You know, the scenes where he's pushing the shopping cart through the liquor store, just throwing all the bottles in and, sh- you know, jiving like around and yeah, yeah. And I'm like, dang, that's the, that's the cool shit. Or when the cop pulls up and he's drinking the vodka bottle and just puts it down and then pulls it back up when the cop pulls away. And I'm like, yeah, that's fucking that's cool. cool. Man. That's man. Not when he's got the shakes in a shitty hotel motel room. Or he has to get up at three in the morning to drink vodka. So he doesn't die in his sleep. Yeah, dude. <laughs> <laughs> well i think we found our latest our next movie um, we're doing leaving we las vegas <laughs> um fuck so this, yeah yes. might as well there you go thank you to patreon patrons you help uh support the show um we are and and so jerry's given me the finalized drawings i now have to do the formatting for the book and then i have to and then i have to write the book proposal and then i have to somehow in this uh day of corona uh, find someone to publish it for me or just fucking do it myself on amazon it's your fucking it's like you're there will be blood you're like trying to drink the milkshakes i can't it's not even a good it's more like your kevin costner field of dreams shit you got going here your cibola your city of gold mm-hmm. yeah it's uh, our, but i love our terse conversations via text when it comes to illustration you're like it was so I'm, i i was trying to watch a movie too and you're like is this right and i'm like listen i'm not doing any more revisions like you're on your own john like i don't know what to tell you that would but that was like i don't question. understand what you mean yeah yeah but and i was, I was also, like these are the same you didn't touch this one you're like i only touched the ones you told me to touch i only did i didn't fuck okay. with anything else plus the earlier ones i don't know anyway yeah it was, there just, were a couple. Fu- it was yeah. just funny because i was like what do you want john what do you want i'm not punching it i'm <laughs> trying to watch soul with my daughter <laughs> well that was the thing is i didn't know i was like you don't understand why don't you understand and i'm like well it's a fucking text message that's why right and so inflection of tone and like it, i didn't know if it was a question or a statement and right like i said right. i was watching soul have you seen that yet? That Pixar movie? You don't really no, yeah, want you good. fuck with Pixar movies? Eh, I mean, eh. I think it's pretty I good, saw, man. I saw Nemo. I yeah. saw I saw this, Wally. This one's full of jazz. It's about jazz music and like I don't know, it was really it? good. Cool. I liked it. I mean, there were parts to where I was like, okay, it's a kid's movie. You know, my mm-hmm. daughter's gonna be eleven, so she's not really hot on all the kid movies, but this one she's like, yo, we should watch this. Okay. What does she like? What is what does an eleven year old like to watch? Minecraft. 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 Oh, she loves an anime, dude. And it's all anime that makes no sense to me. So I thought it was cool. I'm not cool anymore, dude. No. 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 She likes this anime about a ghost that lives in a bathroom, a school bathroom that's like, and it's called like Toilet Bound Hakonana or something. And I'm like, Toilet Bound. She's like, Well, that's what they call the bathrooms in Japan. It's you don't go to the bathroom, you go to the toilet. So it's this ghost that lives in a toilet that like grants wishes, but it's like a monkey's paw thing where you get the wish and something bad happens too. You know, yeah, exactly. So I don't, she's all about that. Okay. Okay. She's 11. She's like prepubescent. Shit's wild over here. I, and then my niece is in the next room over and she is 11. So I'm like with two 11 year old girls. It's weird shit. Yeah. Yeah. I clogged the toilet today. (laughs) You clogged it? Yeah. Apparently. I don't know. My niece came into the living room. We were watching TV and she's like, the toilet's clogged and I didn't do it. And then I was like, 
did the math. I had that like Russell Crowe, beautiful mind with all the calculations going on. I was like, that was me. So I had to get up and plunge the thing out, like just gross uncle. Just take it, 45-year-old man dumps in there. I don't know. I don't know what I do. Huh. Huh. I've been eating well, healthy, apparently. Very healthy. That's good. That's fine. That's good. That's a, It's going to happen. And it was probably mostly toilet paper anyway. It's not. Yeah, it way. was. It really was. Yeah. We're, when we build this house and put a bidet in that motherfucker, dude, I'm going to blast off. This, this is what, this, these are the things to think about now, right? From the yeah. from the foundation up, what mm-hmm. do you want? Well, the bidet you get from of... Amazon, you just click it into the toilet. Oh, okay. But yeah, but we've been perusing blueprints and we just got you know we're getting the loan finalized and everything and mm-hmm. it's a whole process it's it's going to be interesting it's wow. going to be stressful and fun sure hopefully but i mean it'll be yours right it'll be ours well yeah, yeah it'll be ours yeah um so i thought today um we could talk about it's the letter is g and i thought maybe we could do like g for gamestop I don't know if you've uh, read up on any. I'm kidding, yeah. but <laughs> no. But we did E and F last week, right? It was we did E and, e and F. Okay. F together. So G for Game Stocks. We could do G game for stonks. Game Stop Stonks, and then we'll do H for Hold the Line. I is for Investments, and J is for John Needs a Loan. Boom, put all his money dude. In podcast. <laughs> We're just doing the switcheroo. We don't give a fuck if you drink anymore. We're all about money and politics. Um, no, we I do give a fuck if you drink. Don't drink. I do. I mean, yeah. unless you want to, but even if that, if you you I don't mean, you don't need to. You know that well worn road. We've been mm-hmm. down it. Yeah, I well because I've reached out to a few people on you know Instagram and stuff, and I saw this guy who was reviewing non alcoholic beverages, and there's a couple different people, and I asked him, you know, I just reached out and said, hey, are you sober? Because I've realized that I was, I've reached out to people in the past and been a little. Um, assumptive is that the word i've done the same Mm -hmm. and said like oh blah 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 and they're like no man i drink and i was like oh okay because i saw you reference something 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 so i made Mm -hmm. sure to ask and he said no i'm not sober but i find this stuff interesting and i think it's important and i was like well that's cool that this guy wants to review non-alcoholic wine and beer Mm -hmm. you know and there's another person who does like all these cocktail recipes for non-alcoholic um spirits Mm -hmm. which is just kind of flavored water whatever but that, and that doesn't for me personally. I don't find it. I wouldn't buy that or drink that stuff. Right. Right. Like I wouldn't. I don't. I don't want a non-alcoholic beer. I wouldn't make a non-alcoholic Negroni or lemon drop or anything. Right. <clears throat> but I mean, I imagine somebody does, and that was interesting to someone. I don't. I don't see it myself, but I find it. I'm glad that it's out there. I'm glad that right. it exists for people who may go, oh, well, I, I used to like to make cocktails at home and then I ruined my life. And my right, I was going to say like an, <laughs> an NA fucking drink reviewer that is a recovering alcoholic. You'll get like four solid reviews and then they relapse from fucking drinking all this NA booze. So the next two of them, <laughs> them shady as fuck. And then the last one is just them crying. So, yeah. So, you know, it's like, it's, it's weird because it seems like to you and I, it's like, Seems like a slippery slope. Seems like a weird it thing. It does, Why would right? You... And I derive no pleasure from it, like by the end. And the only pleasure I derived was the feeling, not the taste. So to me, I wasn't like, man, this drink is sublime. It has all these, maybe because yours is different, right? Because you work within the industry of mm-hmm. selling someone the subtlety of something that tastes like shit. 
Honestly, it tastes fucking horrible. Sure. And you got to make yeah. up some lies and be like, yep. oh, that bitter taste that just has the notes of citrus and all this other bullshit. And this is just my opinion, right? I don't, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not trying to minimize it, but I am because I'm a dick, I guess. So to me, it was never about the subtleties and the complexities of it. It was just about like, how fucked up can this make me? The core mm-hmm. of it is I wouldn't No, that's bullshit. I would walk into a room and be like, how fucked up will this make me? My wife was yeah. drinking a coffee beer last night that she got from her real estate agency when she, you know, and Eugene, when we moved, they said, Merry Christmas, here's your gift basket. Bam, here's a bottle of Porter to drink with these. They give us mincemeat pies. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was like 9% alcohol per volume. It was like a 22. And I was like, that is a fucking strong beer. You know, that's like, mm-hmm. that's like Keystone ice shit. Yep. You know, except it tastes like farts in an old casket, you know, like, at least with Keystone Ice, you knew you were being poisoned, you know? Um, <laughs> so, like, none of that appealed to me. Dude, we were in my brother-in-law's room the measuring. Room. Yeah, dude, well, we were in his, Megan was measuring the wall in there. He listens to this sometimes as cartoons. So he's probably like, yo, get the fuck out of my room. Like, he's just driving <laughs> right out if he listens to this one. Because they're out cutting wood. And so uh-huh. we were measuring the room to see, to line it up with our... Um, our, our blueprints for the house and she measured his walk-in closet and so you know I, I haven't really looked in there and I was like holy shit this is like a relapse dream for me like this is like there is so much liquor in that closet dude and it's <clears throat> all bourbon mm-hmm. like four walls of like mm-hmm. Pappy Van Winkle fucking Rip Van Winkle you know what I mean Winkley Van Winkle like all the high-end shit Blanton's with all the different horses on it the Winklevoss twins yeah yeah, all the Winkles Mm -hmm. dude and the Winkin and all that Henry Winkler you know (laughs) and uh he sells a lot of that shit like he doesn't even crack the box like he'll go online and he's part of bourbon forums and they sell Mm -hmm. bottles back and forth and uh, I was just like, yeah. And my mom was like, oh no. And I was like, no, mom, like this has no, holds no appeal to me. Like all of this comes with so much more extra added to it that it's, to me, I'm not like, I was like, granted that one right there tastes good, but that's because it's fucking 90 proof. <laughs> it doesn't yeah. taste, you know, to me, it didn't taste good because it tasted good. Yeah. It tasted good because it got me fucked up quicker. I think, I think you are correct. It's about right taking things that taste like shit and making them fancy. And we have all, and I don't mean to minimize language. it. Cause I know that you did it for years and you, but our relationship is always like this. I'm a dick about things and you laugh at it. Basically. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, we I built mean, a podcast and cornerstone of our relationships. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so, I mean, there's something to be said. I think there are some people who enjoy the flavor and the taste, Absolutely. obviously, and some people who who are able to enjoy and imbibe without right. destroying their lives. And, and there's alcoholics have. out there, too, like people who are in active sure. alcoholism who are like, dude, I love the flowery notes of this mm-hmm. citron, whatever, you know. Yeah, yeah they're <laughs> But I think, the, again, the important thing for me to remember is all of the baggage that comes with those drinks, all of the... Um, all of the pain and the suffering, you know, and as our friend Coda would always want to remind us, we had some good times too. And I don't right. want to diminish or, or reduce those good times. But at this point in my life and in the last couple of years of drinking, that's not what I want to remember. I don't want to go, mm-hmm. I don't want to think back longingly to the good times that Rumpelmans brought me. Right. There were some fun times though, but it's not that we had, I think the the way, and I would not want to speak for you, but for me, the way I look at it too, is not just the, um, the cost of it, like suffering. Yeah. The collateral of it, but also the fact that I couldn't control it. 
You know what I mean? So it wasn't yeah. that my, it, it's a lot of it were my actions while I was drinking, but it was the fact that I could not control the amount I drank. I just couldn't, I couldn't do it. I would try, dude. I would try yeah. my fucking artist and I just couldn't do it. And so that to me is it, 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 it they like, or like a Ouroboros, you know, it's like always eating its own tail, you know, like it's not that every time you're drunk, you're an asshole. It's that every time you're drunk, you're an asshole and you're always drunk because you can't not be drunk you know what i mean i couldn't not do it it just i just couldn't we'd say moderation a lot if we had a word cloud it'd probably be like moderation pain sadness you know running but like that moderate i but i can't moderate in a lot of things <coughs> yeah i'm sure you can relate too because y'all get i know we've been talking about your eating issues but y'all love some fucking ice cream you can't moderate right. some um, frozen milk so so yeah so the when you talk about moderation and um what was the phrase you just you said right before that you were talking about i don't know pain and suffering pain and suffering but just the and just drinking um not being able to not drink i couldn't so when i think about that when i hear that i think i could not drink though here's the thing i want to i'm sorry i don't mean to interrupt you i just Mm -hmm. want to be really specific when i didn't drink i didn't when i put my mind to it i wouldn't drink but i couldn't stay not drinking when I drank is when I couldn't not drink. Does that make sense? So I could go like a day or two and be like, I'm not drinking. I'm doing great. I'm not an alcoholic, dude. I can go a day or two. But the minute I had that first drink, I wow. knew I was going to yeah. have another one. It just, and then yeah. from there. Yeah. So I just yeah. want to be clear about that. Well, it was just always, my end. <clears throat> it was always on my mind. Mm-hmm. So whether when I wasn't drinking, I was thinking about when right. I was drinking a couple You're of obsessing things. about it, you know? Yeah when I was, or I would wake up hungover. And then, Mm -hmm. so the desire and the need for alcohol as the only thing that was going to make me feel anything, especially feel better, was the only thing that was on my mind. Mm -hmm. So it was always on my mind, even in the absence of alcohol, or even in the pride that I got from the absence of alcohol for Mm -hmm. a couple of days. Right, like way to go, Johnny. It didn't fucking black out for three days, you know? Hey, you haven't blacked out since Wednesday at the smoke shop. You're doing good. <laughs> you know, and I, so I spoke to this woman, I had an interview with this woman um, and she, and it'll be out later on next month. Um, but she was talking about moderation and how in the first she was, and she relapsed, but, um, and she talked about in the first two years, she was dry and she would go to meetings and she wouldn't, um, she'd look around and be like, I feel so sorry for all these people, you know, <laughs> like she didn't relate or connect or any of this. Uh-huh. Right. So she I was mean, sober. I still feel that way. <laughs> <you know? laughs> like, ah, I feel sorry for all these oh, people, man. man. They can't drink. They, You're really ugh. crushing that Subway sandwich there, buddy. In a tuna sandwich <laughs> in a meeting, huh? Uh-oh. Tuna yeah. sandwich. Remember Subway tuna, speaking of which. That's, not that sh- that's a goddamn fire show, but yeah. <laughs> so, but it was interesting. Then she talked about when you talk about the idea of once I start drinking, I can't stop. Mm-hmm. And she talked about the relapse that she had and, um, and hers included drug use. And she talks mm-hmm. about um, the first, I, I just want, I want to make sure I get it right. It was, she said, once, as soon as I lit the match, I knew I wasn't going to be able to put the fire out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that moment of like, I've already lit the match. The fire has already started and I can't put it out. And I think she said something like she went on and, and for like three weeks straight before it finally came crashing down for real. Mm -hmm. And, um, 
that's that's it in a nutshell, right? Yeah. So like I'm dry, I'm fine, I don't need this, but not I'm not I'm really working any sort of program to fill the void that's left. Right. So I'm just managing it right now. And that uh, that but, idea but, but of not just yeah, I, I hear it. I'm not drinking and I fucking hate it. I hate every mm -hmm. minute of it. Yeah, I can it control it, but mm -hmm. it sucks. Mm -hmm. Well, that's no life either. No, you're just not doing the thing you you're you're <coughs> really want to be doing. You know, mm -hmm. your body's telling you want to be doing. What is the letter for today, by the way? Oh yeah, it is it's G. H. It's G. It's G. What was HGTV. it for? G. Good. I I wanted to talk about like the some of the I wanted good time to Johnny. Yes. Yeah. Some of the good um, times. Some of the good times. Some of the gifts. Oh, the, the gifts, gifts that we got. The gifts of 2020. Which oh, okay. I know, Let's do that. So I that's kind of like the um I've been wanting to talk about this, you know, for the last few weeks and trying to fit it in. And I think that this is a good time. Um, only because I think last week. I went and nailed down every single miserable thing that happened to me last year. <laughs> you did know, you? it was like, well, yeah, I you did. You, oh, and I was like yeah, this, and, right. this mm -hmm. and this and this and this. And I gave this long list of things, but at the, at the, at the risk of sounding corny, you know, I'm still here and I'm still right. not drinking. So it'd be I'm like still... a gratitude list one, right? Kind of a gratitude list yeah. podcast, maybe yeah. though, because gratitude so, lists are kind of funny too. Do you ever get on one of those text threads with no? I have I was not I've heard one. about these. So what is I got the, on one? They're just everybody you would have like 10 people on the thread, and every day your phone would go off for 30 minutes while everybody listed all the things they're grateful for. Mm -hmm. And I, I liked it. It was an early recovery. I really liked it. I kind of lost touch with it, but um, mm -hmm. it was just like, yo, I'm glad I woke up this morning and the cancer's gone, like heavy shit, you know. And I'd wow. be like, damn. I'm just fucking, you know, glad I slept last night or I'm glad that, you know, I could spend time with my daughter and not be hung over, you know, those things that you're kind of grateful for. And just, I mean, even outside of recovery, there can be other things too. Like, Hey, you know, what are the gifts of 2020? What am I grateful for from that last year? Uh, well, I, I would say I guess you can start because, well, I, you know. <laughs> yeah, well, I'll start. So I think, I think from all of the, <clears throat> excuse me so all of the tragedy that happened and one i didn't i didn't get sick yeah. um i was not forced out of my home oh. i was able to um to maintain some level of income albeit very very small but the first thing i think the thing for me to think about is these things these tragedies that happened or these um moments that were really painful or sad um because tragedy is a big word but i'm not here yeah. to like you know i don't want to i'm not here to compare pain right that doesn't that's not helpful mm -hmm. but when i look to like when i lost both jobs yeah that i was the one i was about to start and the one that i had in march and they were both just gone and I had to then start going around into people that I owed money to and banks and stuff like that. And then there was the whole issue with them, the, the Department of or the Oregon Department of Revenue stealing money out of my account yeah. from a debt that I had in 2002. Mm -hmm. So the thing that I, I, I guess my point is, if I don't learn anything from the tragedy, then it's just pointless suffering that I'm doomed to repeat right so in those moments of like i'm about to have no money i've learned that like 
okay, so there are certain things I can do and people I can talk to and the calls I can make. And even if those calls required me to be on the fucking phone for be, I was on hold for five hours with Citibank one time before I hit him up on Twitter and finally got a hold of somebody, but you know, um, wandering around the house and just doing my daily chores for five hours while listening to the Citibank, uh, hold music which is yeah insanity. i remember you telling me about that yeah you know i remember talking so, about this so that's one thing that i think i've realized is oh okay so there are things that i can do i can take care of myself financially mm -hmm. um it's not always going to be easy and it's going to require this annoying tedious obnoxious um calling of creditors Right. Or whatever, whoever the person is, you know, bills and saying, hey, I can't do this and I can't do that. I can do this. And so um, realizing that I can go a month without work and that was okay. Mm -hmm. I can go two and three months. I can now navigate the unemployment office a little bit better, right? Right. Maybe that's not an amazing skill to have, but it definitely was something that was necessary at the moment. Right. So I yeah. Feel pretty, yeah. I feel, I feel like that was a positive thing that now when it happened a second time, I wasn't concerned. Right. Like getting laid off right before Christmas seems like it's like a fucking Simpsons episode, right? That was the first Simpsons episode. It was you know, that's, right. That's where Santos L. Halper came from, dude. Yeah. Santos L. Halper. So, so when it happened right. again, right before Christmas, I was like, mm -hmm. Oh, okay. Well, I've learned my lesson because every single dollar or almost every single dollar I made during the summer and the fall, I tucked away as much as I could. Mm -hmm. And then when it came down to it, I was like, oh, okay. So I've got a little bit of an extra cushion. And so that was one thing that I, I think that I have learned to take on with me further was that I can take care of myself. And maybe yeah. I knew that before, but maybe not in the same. I haven't had to deal with catastrophe pandemic. No, none of us have, right? Um, being laid off. I, yeah. I was like, I thought that I worked in a, um, I thought that I, we always, you know, it was kind of a joke, but it's like recession free restaurants and bars, man. There's always going to, I'll always have a job. I'll always be able to bartend or wait tables. Like right. that's never going away. Mm -hmm. And then who the fuck knew of all the things I've been saying it for years. And it's mm -hmm. like, boom, it was gone. All you needed so. was one good fucking hot old pandemic to come in and be like, well, Johnny, you ever tried telemarketing? <laughs> Basically. Right? One of the first things I was like, I was like, maybe I can take surveys online. And then I realized they're only going to pay me a quarter per survey. And I was like, right. so you're like, huh, I can this do is like fucking insane. 4,000 surveys. Yeah, exactly. If you do a thousand, you get 250 bucks or something. Uh, my math is fucked. I don't know what that is. Yeah, that is. I think oh, that's not, right. But. This is not the math podcast. Mm -mm. So I think that that was one of the gifts that I I, mm -hmm. I received that I will take forward, that I look at money differently and that I look at my time differently. You're self, more self-sufficient with your money. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah. I think um, I think that was probably a big one. And time. I mean, the, the fact that like, you know, I look at you. And how you felt about how you were spending your time in January or February of last mm -hmm. year to how you feel like you're spending it now. Right. You know, and um, time is more valuable to me. Now right. That mm -hmm. I realize what I can do with it. I think you become more appreciative of what you have. I know there's a lot of people who don't go outside who are locked in their homes. That fucking mm -hmm. sucks, you know. And mm -hmm. I know that going outside right now too sucks because it's like, 10 below and you know 
the climate's all fucked up and it's you know snowing solid sheets of ice sideways i get it but there's something to be said about just appreciating the environment you're in being mm-hmm. just and not just out the outside but that's been helpful for me is just being able to go outside and run being especially now that we're down here just being able to stand outside without having to put 20 layers on and just accept the fact that this is it right this is this is the whole thing like is i'm experiencing this thing while it's happening instead of worrying about what's going to happen or being sad about what happened you know mm-hmm. i still get sad about what happened though a lot i used to get frustrated with myself because i'm like dang dude you're 45 you should have figured some shit out as far as your personal life goes but that i mean as far as like dealing with finances and getting a driver's license mm-hmm. I'm like a 45 year old man who does not have a driver has never had a driver's license i'm like word that's and then my brain's like remember bourbon was way more important like <laughs> drinking yeah. jim beam was way more important than figuring out how to pay your taxes you know you i mean no one that's... taught me you know yeah no one taught no. me how to drive. No one taught me how to pay taxes. No one taught. And me you shit. wouldn't, you wouldn't have listened if somebody had offered. No, because I want to drink. I want to go party and fucking smoke and look cool and hang out with my friends, dude. This is boring shit that I. I don't want to do this boring shit, you know. Mm-hmm. So now I'm learning all that stuff. So that's my 2020 gift is that I'm learning how to be a fucking 25 year old at 45 (laughs) basically you know like learning that basic shit but on top of that like just appreciating the time i'm in while i'm in it i'm trying really hard with that it's hard to do though it's very difficult dude and i haven't figured Mm -hmm. it out of the way but when i get it when it like clicks in for that hum and i know you get it too because you're always out there in your underwear like running around sonoma and shit with a headband on so you must be in that place you must click into it and be like Mm -hmm. this is it you know this is just I'm just part of this environment. This environment's part of me and we're all part of this. What is it every time they eat a shitload of mushrooms and you're like, man, we're all one. We're all part of the same thing, but we are, we're all part of the same thing, you know? Yeah. Not to get too deep on that, but I really, I'm trying to figure that out. And I think that's what I'm grateful for is figuring it out in this moment and being like, oh, Mm -hmm. I like flow along with everything else around me, even though it is within my nature to like change everything around me to work for me. I'm like actually yeah. just working with what's going on around me, you know, that's yeah. rad. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it makes it, it makes it a lot easier to get through the day <laughs> than, yeah, than to absolutely. try and control the world. You it's know, what and we talk about with meditation <clears throat> and shit, right. Is acceptance and mm-hmm. like just being, instead of being like iceberg that cuts the swath being, you know, being like the little fucking leaf on the stream, so to speak, you know, take that from serenity or whatever. Firefly float on what was that show firefly serendipity no firefly i don't i didn't show. watch it but yeah. anyway yeah there's that whole thing from the, hey, well and don't one even of the worry things, about it baby it's sci-fi <laughs> one of the things that i've appreciated watching about you is the whole your whole perspective and attitude toward your job yeah you know and i i know that we've brought this up before but i'll go back though i would go back absolutely go back and i know you will i know that you would and you will and like whatever i'll go back different though yeah we'll go back different and Mm -hmm. but that there was a time when i would listen to you say i can't quit my job i can't i can't i can't what am i gonna do just do commission paintings in the garage or people's right you're like that's fucking preposterous and then that becomes the thing that you do. And it's in, at least from my perspective, it's as if you have let go of all of that. I can't, like, I have to cling to this job because it's the only thing that I have. And it was like, you know, mm-hmm. 
and that that's until seem... life sidelines me again and i gotta go sit my fucking ass back in a tattoo shop and listen to a bunch of guys <laughs> my age say stupid shit all day and maybe you won't maybe you'll find Hope not you no. know maybe you'll find a bunch of guys your age who say smart shit i mean maybe not. that's what i'd like but i'd like to listen to younger people say smart shit to be honest mm. i'm done with gen x i'm done with middle-aged white dudes y'all yeah. can shut up I'm a middle-aged white dude. I know this is like my fucking hot take for mm-hmm. uh, you know 31 minutes into the, the man podcast. with the microphone tells I'm like yeah I like I'm him s- to shut up yeah yeah middle-aged white guy tells <laughs> other middle-aged white guys to shut up. listen Gen X shut up all right yeah but I was that's how I felt the shop I was like you're all yeah. entitled motherfuckers mm-hmm. like you're just as bad as me like we all think we deserve shit why because we can tattoo like this shit is rudimentary my man you know like come on man. We're not breaking any new ground here. Yeah. Just, I don't know. Anyhow, I don't want to don't get on say that. I feel I feel resentful that at the shop. I'm just like, <laughs> yeah. listen, I'm just here to. This pay is my rudimentary. <laughs> I mean, there were aspects to it that were complicated, and I do sure. give respect to the people within the industry that are doing things creatively. Mm-hmm. Or I'm going to be like, wow, look, another Japanese back piece. I haven't seen fucking five million of those already. What about Ben Affleck's? piece he's got his, that his fucking phoenix his middle-aged white dude phoenix where he's like yo i rose from the ashes to just go back into the ashes again mm-hmm. yeah you get me on tattooing it like irritates me well okay so my my point was not to not get that you you're irritating me but yeah but it's just in general <clears throat> i've been in it for so long that i think during the pandemic and during 2020 i saw once you got settled into not working and i'm not saying that that didn't have its own struggles and problems and issues right yeah money right it's all a journey for all of us yeah but that there was a sense of relief and then acceptance that i saw on your part that i had not seen previously right and it was good to feel that relief and acceptance and now in my mind it sits i'm solving a problem instead of i'm just serving something to someone else you know Mm -hmm. so like to do these paintings yeah subject matter is dogs like it is what it is. I love dogs. They're hilarious. I don't really right. like my dog very much, but I love all dogs. Even my dog, I love them. But, you know, we have a very fucking weird relationship. But when I look, I don't know, man. There's just a thing there. There's a piece in it where I'm like, I'm going to solve a problem today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not going to sit down and draw the same thing I've been drawing forever and listen to a bunch of blowhards be fucking anti-vax and anti-virus and all that fake shit. Like, I'm going to actually sit with myself and listen to an audiobook and solve a problem. I've listened to social distortion enough in my life. (laughs) I've listened to fucking NWA, you know, like, yeah, with the fucking NWA, you know, I think, I think too, when I, when I hear that and when I think about it too, and when I, I, there's a certain level of, there's a certain level of growth that happens in sobriety Mm. And so you're like, I'm done with all the old shit. It doesn't serve yeah, me anymore. I would rather me. listen. I'd rather listen to, uh, you know, you say like a young person say smart things. Like I'm that curious is about young people. I've always loved mm-hmm. tattooing young people because I'm like, mm. some of them are like, oh, you're so stupid. But some, most of them are like, huh, you guys like are figuring some shit out faster than I did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That too that too you know it took us you know you talk about being learning to be 25 at 45 because i spent 20 years stuck in a bottle right that's just and that Mm -hmm. that wasn't you know i don't think that was that was your fault or that was my fault i think this is what it is culmination yeah like there's no point in going like i fucked up and that's the thing too is if i sit here and go i spent all that time stuck in a bottle i mean that doesn't um 
oh, what's the word I'm looking for? That's just part of it. The alcohol is just part of it. It's not the whole thing. It's not mm-hmm. like, oh, only the booze ruined my life. Like, no, it was everything, not just the booze. It just happens to be a podcast about us and booze, you know, mm-hmm. but there was so much more that I could have done different that had nothing to do with booze or wasn't even related to booze. Or if it were, it was very tenuously, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, the emotional problems I had existed before I started drinking and only were exacerbated by the drinking. Drinking did not cause my emotional problems. Drinking didn't cause that heartache or that hole I had in me that that I felt that I needed to fill. You know, the drinking just filled it, you know? So- And poorly I don't want at it, that. <laughs> really poorly, right? It's, yeah, it's- so it's disingenuous. I feel I don't want to be disingenuous and be like, my only problem was booze. And then once I quit drinking, I figured it out. And now it's all mocktails and dry January from here on out. You know, like that doesn't, I had way more shit going on. Booze is just the immediate problem I solved. And now I'm trying to not solve, but either learn to manage, cope, or live with all the other shit I got going on, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. How was your dry January? This is the last day. It's been pretty fucking good. Yeah. Pretty dry. Uh, um. Right on, man. Yeah, I just I I am I am constantly grateful that there's like, well, I mean, maybe I'm not constantly grateful, uh, to be honest, that there's growth, right? That I'm learning, that I'm growing. Because well, sometimes, sometimes it's hard, it's, dude. Sometimes it's hard, and sometimes yeah. it's uncomfortable. And so then <laughs> they say, you have to learn to get comfortable with being uncomfortable. And I'm yeah. like, tired of being fucking uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And it's like I just want to rip out of this, like out of my skin, out of my head, out mm-hmm. of out of the pandemic, out of everything and just get out of here and I can't. So it's like, okay, well, you don't, you don't, that's not the way it works. You can't Mm -hmm. just get out of your head. There's no more, you know, Mm -hmm. there's no, there was, there was a way you thought worked for a while, but that that's, that's no longer an option. It wasn't effective though, right? It wasn't effective. Yeah, exactly. It wasn't effective. Um, you know, what else? Uh, I think in 2020, you know, um, like I live in a place where wildfires are a problem and we've yeah. been through that again. Those damn fucking space lasers, dude. Jesus Christ. Damn space lasers, dude. <laughs> I ain't going to tell you who's running space lasers. <laughs> you can just look at our lawmakers. They'll tell mm-hmm. you. The lawmakers, the people Ugh. who are in charge of whether or not you can buy vape products online. They're the ones. You know that they banned all the vape? vape? I can't buy vape shit online anymore. At all? No. UPS won't ship it. They won't ship it to brick and mortar stores either. So this is going to be some weird shit. I'm like, well, I guess I need to give up nicotine now too. Damn. Well, what if there's a program in place that I could use? (laughs) (laughs) The 12 steps of nicotine. Oh, Um, dude. That one's a hard one for me. But yeah. A lot of bubble gum at that meeting. Oh, dude. (laughs) They got to smell the gum to make sure it doesn't have nicotine in it. Like crack that that chiclet. Crack it. Um, so I think that too, I mean, I'm grateful that like I have, I was, I'm able to stay living where I'm living. Yeah, dude. I know that it wasn't the same for you. And I wanted to ask Mm -hmm. you about that as well. Like mine was by choice though. First of all, I didn't get evicted or anything. Right, right, right. No, we could have stayed in Eugene for a while. I mean, Megan just got an email yesterday from the school district she worked for. And they're like, hey, mm-hmm. we need you to set up your appointment for your vaccination. She's like, well, that ain't happening. Right. Yeah, we're stuck in Arizona now where they don't think it <clears throat> exists. But anyway, <laughs> what were you going to ask you about moving, though? Well, moving just, hard. I mean, it was hard. I mean, do you feel you were able to do it? 
Yeah. I was I mean, very lucky. I had a lot of resources with my family and stuff. It's, mm-hmm. you know, financially, we were lucky that we saved up every stimulus, everything that came in. We saved up. We put aside. My wife sold some houses. We put that aside. You know, we just lived on the bare minimum just to save up, just to get a storage space and a U-Haul to get here. And I'm lucky enough that my parents have enough room here for us to stay, right. you know, and, and uh, an area for us to build on, you know. I, I'm very fortunate in those ways, you know, and I'm really fortunate in that coming down here, they're not getting any younger, man, you know, yeah. and I know my dad will be listening to this later being like, what do you mean I'm not getting any younger, spry as fuck, you know, and they are, they're still pretty spry, they're not old, you know, no. but COVID took a toll on them, COVID takes a toll on everybody it hits, dude, it really does physically, and so it has affected them, and I'm just glad I get to be here with them, and my daughter yeah. gets to sit down with my dad and, like, talk. That it means a lot to me, you know, yeah. because I didn't have cool grandfathers, dude. I had shitty grandfathers, dude. I didn't didn't have that experience, so all of gets to experience this, like, grandfather who's cool and curious and wants to know things and is warm and isn't just trying to bully her or be drunk, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's, I don't know, it's just this whole thing with all of being able to be around extended family has been really important because all my siblings kids have, you know, and I don't know, I just, that meant, that meant, meant, means a lot to me still. You know, I hear you say you're fortunate and I I understand what you, what privileged, what what you say, Kim Kardashian. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. My privileged Um, Island. I think so, but, but fortune the the fortune that you have that you have that you've had that you've been able to move and do all this stuff you helped process and develop some of that through sobriety and recovery absolutely because had you still had you never stopped drinking none of these things would have been an option you would have been what probably stuck in some fucking studio apartment. Well, Megan would have left my ass already. That's what I'm saying. I'd be like tattooing in Springfield, probably just drunk and sad. I was able to utilize the advantages I had because of my, I think a lot of it is due to my recovery and being able to be as emotionally well-adjusted as I can be. I think some I can of the, yeah. be, as I'm capable of being, but yeah, no, I have a lot of advantage. So when I say fortunate, I just mean I had a lot of advantages that other people, I want to recognize that I have advantages right. in front of me that other people did not. They may have advantages in other ways though. And they mm-hmm. may not, you know, some people may be incredibly disadvantaged. I just, the ability to be able to utilize those advantages is mm-hmm. I can use that a lot more efficiently now than I could you know my point is just that, that you up. contributed to that fortune yeah yeah that yeah, it wasn't awesome. something that just it was around you and that you know you because you're awesome yes, yeah i'm fucking know? killing it over here dude <laughs> <laughs> so i think i think yeah man i mean and this i i once wrote this i wrote this on um I think I wrote it on Facebook because it kind of seemed funny because they give you those little backgrounds mm-hmm. that you can kind of pick or whatever. And so you little can crying emojis. You write some anti-Semitic shit. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking Facebook. They need to close Facebook. Fuck Facebook. Uh, anyway, think, go ahead. Anyhow, I just remember like whatever it was. And I just, the thought was 2020 has been a liminal year. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you're familiar with like liminal spaces and there's this whole Yeah, I watched other, a video like, on it the other night. It's fascinating. I did. I really so, did on YouTube. Yeah. There's this whole other subculture, and basically, a liminal space is just a space that is often overlooked as it's between two different places, like a mm-hmm. hallway. Well, there's space in transition. A space in yeah. transition. Thank mm-hmm. you. And so, 
I feel like there was a lot of this transition, but I've never had to like live in a hallway before. You know right. what I mean? I've never had to kind of be and grow and develop and be aware and cognizant. Well, metaphorically you have, but yeah. I know what you mean. Physically you haven't. Go so ahead. so physically um, there's been all of this weird, just weird 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 changes and and you know it's i was thinking about this last night i was falling asleep is when this first all this shit hit and it was like oh okay so i'm just gonna sit in my room and we're gonna watch tiger king and we're gonna laugh for a little bit and then this three weeks three weeks and now a month later i think about the stress i had from not wanting to run around the neighborhood because i was scared of spreading something or catching Mm -hmm. something Mm -hmm. like even just around here and so yeah my fitness dropped off um and but it didn't really because now i'm looking back at pictures of myself and i haven't like fallen off my body has fluctuated right Right. Mm -hmm. and i was never as skinny as i thought i was in in may or june yeah and i've I'm not as fat as I think I am. So right. that's my own fucked up body dysmorphia. Well, you're also, your dysmorphia is that you're not recording any of this shit and you're not using a scale. So you're just eyeballing everything. You're like, right. licking your thumb and going, uh, uh. <laughs> and I'm like, I keep, and not, yeah. it's yeah. not to dress yeah, you down, but I'm, I'm but saying like, if you had a scale and you said, I weighed 147 or 170 mm-hmm. this day and I weighed 175 this day and then I weighed 173 this day and you keep going through it, you look at your trend and you go, okay, on average, I'm about 172. I fluctuate from sodium, water, poop. Right. Got a lot of poop in my guts today, you know. But I only know this, and I'm only saying this because I broke my scale to, uh, like a, two weeks ago. So now I'm like in the fucking dark. I've been weighing myself in the garage on their scale with all my clothes on. So I mm-hmm. get, you know, a five to seven pound variation because i don't want to take my clothes off at the garage you know like can you say, imagine my brother-in-law like, walking walk in and you're just naked in the garage and i'm like hey this thing's not calibrated correctly because <laughs> it's a glass scale and i slid it down the wall and it fucking exploded and i was like son of a bitch that was my lucky scale anyway that being said yeah it's never as bad it's so weird when you're drinking it's never as good as you think it is from the outside. And when you're right. not drinking, it's never as bad as it is from you think right. it is from the outside. Because when you're loaded, you look at yourself and you go, I'm a cool fucking cat. Look at my cool leather jacket and my cool hairstyle and my cool shoes. And I'm being ironic with these pants and everyone thinks I'm funny. But then everybody else is just like, you look fucking weird and you're being an asshole. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It flips around to when you're sober and you're like, I'm not doing this right. I'm going to fuck this up. I don't want to relapse. I'm so scared. And fucking my life up and other people looking at you going man john's doing really good you know what i mean like and people have said this to me and i don't mirror yeah and i don't for whatever reason i i have difficulty taking it in and so somebody said it the other day and they're like man i something about you look really great and this that mm-hmm. and the other and i'm like no I'm, uh, and i'm like well wait a yeah, second i'm all okay. right i guess uh, you know. right so i mean i think that's something that has i am slowly starting to unravel this sort of perception of myself yeah a little bit not a Mm -hmm. lot but like a little bit that it's like oh okay this is actually pretty good and this is this is actually just normal like Mm -hmm. this is not a uh, um i'm being hypercritical and i I don't need to be yeah Mm -hmm. well it's like the reversed image right like it's like mm -hmm. when you look in a mirror and you're just flipped around you know i think really that's the way i look at my own perception of myself i'm just my own mind's eye just flips it and makes it really weird weirder than it really is you know yeah yeah so 
I think that's something that going forward, I can look back on last year and feel, and you're right. I, I do want to get a scale because I want to be a little more um, scale one from Amazon. Unless you don't want to go to Bezos, just order from Target. Right. Do what you want to do. I'm just saying, if you want to be more accurate, then you can be like, okay, I didn't really gain fucking 15 pounds. I only gained five. And my brain is inflating that shit because, you know, I don't even have a full length mirror in this room. I literally do not know what my body looks like sometimes. Like I I don't, I really don't. Uh Like in the bathroom, there's no full length mirror that I could go to unless I go into someone's room. So I don't even know what I look like without a shirt on anymore. I'm a whole ha- my old house is full of mirrors. I work out in front of a mirror to make sure that my form is correct, you know, because mm-hmm. that's the way you do it. If you're lifting weights, you do it in front of a mirror to make sure that your your posture is correct and your arms are correct, you know. Because you have no mirror, you're just wildly throwing your hips into the motherfucker and hurting yourself. <laughs> I it still, sounds vain. I have, but this, I have this image of you, like maybe like your wife coming home yeah. with like a prospective clients or something sometime in the future uh-huh. you know or whatever or, or friends are coming over to visit and they pull up to the driveway and the garage door comes up slowly uh-huh. that's it baby you're just naked on the scale uh-huh. like, looking up to, out the listening to ministry <laughs> vaping so there's like a vape cloud <laughs> comes cloud, out you know? and yeah, you're just naked just... on the scale listening yep. to just one fix by yep. ministry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's what i'm imagining as right fuck. Now. <laughs> yeah because that's how it's gonna go <laughs> That's gonna go fix right. So Megan, my flat ass because it's just once you lose weight, my back just turned into my legs. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah, but oh, but yeah, yeah. Um, so it's exactly what's gonna just one fix. (laughs) (laughs) All sup, baby? Headband. Fuck, I need it now that it's hot here. I'm gonna utilize the headband much more. Mm-hmm. You're gonna have like a 55 gallon drum of uh, vape juice that you bought off. The I made that I'm making market. myself off the black market. <laughs> you're, making, yeah. you're making it yourself. I have like, to start making myself. I think I don't know. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, man, I gotta Simple learn math again. And like uh, bubble juice it's or just fucking corn corn syrup and bubble juice. And- <laughs> Crushed up cigarettes. Crushed in it. up I'm cigarettes, it, dude. Yes. <laughs> dude. My future self is rad. I want to give him a high five. Oh, so that's that was just my image of the garage door coming this, up. <laughs> which is just old Jerry would have been just fat rolling around in a kiddie pool with a bottle right. of whiskey, being like, "Hey, in mama, the front yard." Yeah, yeah, I'm your biggest failure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm I'm slowly starting to creep out of the body dysmorphia. It hasn't left me. It takes I, time, dude. And especially you are like a big dude. So you're always going to see it. I still refer to myself as a fat guy. I'm like, yo, I'm doing fat guy shit. And my wife's like, you're not fat, dude. You're like average weight now. And I'm like, yeah, right. But my brain mm-hmm. is still a fat guy. You know, and I was going to ask you, I don't, have you ever heard of, um, have you heard of this app called Clubhouse? No. Is this like where the all right get together and fucking cosplay? <laughs> No, get some cool tactical gear. (laughs) No, 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 no. It's actually, it's just, um, it's like little rooms where it's just all audio. So you just Mm -hmm. have conversations and people get together and they have conversations and you can be invited and like party lights, like a telephone. Kind of. Yeah. Kind Mm -hmm. of. Yeah. But you know, they'll have rooms with topics. And I was listening to this one, um, run by these three sisters, and uh, Keola Rains, who was on the show a while mm-hmm. back, it was her and her two sisters, and they were talking about, um, you know, body positivity and what's legit and what's not, and you know, different things, and you know, the body mass index and how that was originally invented by white men for white men, and uh-huh. you know, um, people are different, and so I have my own, 
And I didn't say anything. I didn't share anything. I really just wanted to listen because yeah. I don't think it was for me, but she invited me to, you know, to, to sit in and listen. And, you know, I really do feel like there is, if you're being honest with yourself about your diet and your exercise, there can be any number of body types that are still healthy, you know, right. Yeah. Out there. And it's hard for me to, it's hard for me to see that and feel like that is true when I have been so locked into what my body is not supposed to look like and what I think it's supposed to look like. Like, I feel like I'm supposed to be 170 pounds and lean and running and like this, then so right. that's gotten caught in my head. And it's like, as I've begun lifting weights and I've gotten a little bit of core strength and even my legs have, I feel like they've gotten stronger, right? I can tell by, by how far and fast I can run. Right. Like I'm getting a little bit bigger in ways that I wasn't before. And it was just that, so my whole point is it was, it's a, it's an interesting app. It's pretty cool. Maybe mm -hmm. I'll invite you. You should check it out. Um, I mean, I can not maybe, but, um, but, uh, what's it called? Just, Toll house. No, that's those are cookies, Jerry. Those are cookies. Wait, what is it called? Howdy neighbors? Clubhouse. Clubhouse. Okay. A toll house. <laughs> toll house. Like howdy neighbor or some shit. And I'm like, that's, no. Howdy neighbor. That's I'm like, wait, Flanders app. Yeah. But that way you can find a guy within like eight blocks will suck your dick. Howdy neighbor. <laughs> howdy neighbor. I'm like, yeah, I gotta get this howdy neighbor. <laughs> um, so so it was just interesting to hear other people's perspectives. Uh -huh. Right. And so and the whole I thing did not I, know that the BMI is, is that I, I got to look this up now that I, it was, uh, well, I mean, this is that it was standardized by, you know, for white people. I did, didn't know this about the IQ tests as well, that they were racially motivated. Mm -hmm. That was the word. And then I listened to a, uh, radio lab about it and they're talking about how IQ tests when they were made were, I mean, I'm getting off the path here, but I didn't know that the BMI was racially had a racial bias to it, I guess. Is and a more. gender bias to it. So why not though, right? White people do a crazy shit all the time. White men have been doing crazy shit. Forever. Crazy shit. Mayonnaise is good though. <laughs> so it was interesting to just sit for an hour and listen to, uh, and it was predominantly black women, but there right. were other people in there too that were talking. But it gives you an insight that you're not right part of. So yeah, I imagine it'd be really interesting. And it was also like, oh, okay. Because I'm, I'm so critical of myself. Mm -hmm. So critical. And I was like, okay, so there's there's all kinds of stuff going on here. And it's so easy to be judgmental of other people. And it's so yeah. easy to say like, hey man, I don't know, that's not right. And right. I was like, well, how the fuck do I know? Where did, right. where did I go to school? Mm -hmm. What did I study? Nothing, right. nowhere. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know no, Exactly, I mean? <laughs> yeah. It's really easy to be comparative of other people too. I do it all the time. Compare so, myself to another person and be like, why am I not living up to this other person's standard? Cause I'm not you know, that person. I'm just me, man. Yeah. So it was like, that's part of the, the body dysmorphia. I'm kind of unraveling that a little bit, mm -hmm. I think has definitely been a gift. And I'm glad you got it unknotted. You should unknot it and start unraveling it. It'll help mm -hmm. you out. I've learned it. I, I've actually learned it. This is, I, fuck it. I'm so like trying to be so aloof and disconnected from my generation, but like, I've learned to really like myself and my body. I'm like, you're all right, dude, where I used to not. Mm -hmm. And now I'm like, you look good. You look good. Every once in a while, my wife will be like, you look great. And I'm like, no, I'm a fat piece of shit. Gain like three pounds, whatever. And this is me fishing for compliments. I'm like, mm -hmm. I should just look at her and be like, yeah, just keep telling me I look good. I like that. That's nice. Yeah. I haven't so seen any, like, uh, well, 
I haven't seen you post any shirtless thirst traps on your Instagram nah, stories no more lately. Thirst traps. I'm in the desert. I gotta save all that thirst for me, dude. I get dehydrated too easily. <laughs> um, right? I mean, there was a whole mm. fucking like every fucking video on Instagram was me with no shirt on because I was. It all started from a joke because I would post pictures of myself with no shirt because I was working out. I'm like, yo, I have a mm-hmm. muscle here I've never had before. I look good. And one of the guys right. I worked with was like, put a fucking shirt on. You never what? None of us want to see that shit. Pull your pants. So it was out up. of spite. <laughs> it was that first day with no shirt on. It was out of spite. I was like, fuck you. Now you're going to, you know, unless you mute me, you're going to have to watch a video of me every day with no shirt on. Mm-hmm. And then it, and then after a while, I was like, man, it's cold in here though. Like every time I do this video, I have to take my shirt off and be like, it's fucking mm-hmm. cold though. Like, yeah yeah so i um yeah body dysmorphia is a is a very real thing and it fucks a lot of people up and it and, runs with alcoholism don't it get does. it does mistaken no um love your body seriously like and that's that's another thing i think about it's like okay the strength and the resiliency and the durability of this body mm-hmm. is pretty fucking amazing you know and i think about yeah, it when i go yeah. running and i'm like Oh, with that pain, that pain, that pain in my ankle. And I'm like, that's okay. And I look at my ankles and the left one's a little bit swollen. And I'm like, the swelling is there to protect what's, that's part of what inflammation is like mm-hmm. swelling. That's, it makes a cushion around the, the part that's injured. That's part of the, the healing process. Now I'm not saying that you should run another fucking five miles on a busted ankle, but no, don't do that. I mean, you can, if you needed to, right. Yeah. That's part of the whole thing. So that's been a big that's been a big thing for me in the last year is is getting used to that and not being so because i was obsessed that if i didn't go run my three or four miles every single day that i was a fat piece of shit right and then, and so then wasn't i wasn't even motivated by the pleasure of the thing it was no motivated by, <laughs> right yeah that Fear. sucks dude right but i have those days though where i'm like if i don't go lift right now i'm gonna look like shit but usually i try to motivate myself like being out there running makes me feel good lifting mm-hmm. weights after i'm done with that struggle i feel stronger like Mm -hmm. i have to go through this burden to feel stronger to feel stronger not look stronger to feel stronger you know that's why this little you know three-year-old fitbit thing i love it right like i bought another fitbit the newer version i hated it i returned it and then my mom gave me another version of the newer one i didn't like it i couldn't see it so i'm still working with like a three-year-old fitbit but i love it because it tells you my heart rate so now my goal is not just eating calories to lose rate, but it's to keep my resting heart rate down. Mm-hmm. Like if I can keep my resting heart rate at 59, which is really good for a guy my age, you know what I mean? Then I'm doing all right. And I do that yeah. through cardio. Do you know what right. I mean? And through like, you know, lifting weights and just moving my body and using my body for what it's for. So now the goal is to just keep my heart rate down. Right. Yeah. Right. I don't know about my cholesterol though. It's probably fucking best, dude. I love carne asada and French fries <clears> and shit. So. I mean, and I don't think there's anything wrong with carne asada. I mean, unless it's like every day, all the time. Every day, dude. Just midnight snack. I'm just up at four in the morning, just with a big tub. It's a tub of carne asada and a fucking wooden spoon. Listening to ministry. <laughs> Jesus built my hot rod. Yeah, dude. Oh, yeah. Gibby, you know, butthole surfers over here. It's- Joe Valentino once put on Twitter, this is like years ago. He's like, I'm going to open up a hot dog cart called Jesus Built My Hot Dog. (laughs) I I thought it was the funniest thing. And I thought it was real. And Uh I was like, that's amazing, Joe. Are you really going to do that? Uh Like, do you, are there enough ministry fans from the mid nineties who are going to know about your, and he's like, I'm just kidding, dude. No, they burn it down here in Tucson, dude. (laughs) Um, But, uh, but yeah, you know, I, I think too, I mean, obviously health 
is something that I have, I've been gifted with that I have not been. You run way more than I do, dude. You're like, you run shit. You're like, I ran 10 miles. I'm like, you're fucking broken. What's wrong with you? Like I do five and I, and, and I know the way our runs work too, is when I say I run five miles, I don't run the entire five miles. Mm -hmm. I run maybe two, two and a half of that. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. The other two and a half are spent at a really light jog or walking with my hands on my hips being like, fuck, you know? But yeah, a lot of people think, oh, you're going to go run. You're going to run the five miles straight. And I'm like, no, dude, I'm going to run two and a half of that straight and probably walk, you know, find my pace and go through that. But that being said, like, yeah, you go for it. You really do. You do way more than in a different way than I do. You know, your approach to running is different. We're the inverse. You know, my approach, I like, I lift more weights than run. Yeah. Um, but I mean, and just health as far as like not being sick and not catching coronavirus. Yeah, not catching you know. COVID, right? Don't get that yeah. shit. I mean, we're almost there. We got just a few months, dude. And oh, uh, yeah. Hopefully, so, hopefully, hopefully, right? So. You can't be sure about anything because I'm going to say garbage ex-president. Fuck him. And now the new guy, I mean, the new guy's doing a bunch of wild. This is our fucking political shit. But the new guy, I don't trust him either. I don't trust anybody who wants power. I'm like, oh, what's your deal? Hmm. hmm who are you gonna drone to death huh right mm. exactly just give so, my vaccine already let's just get this over with <laughs> trust you in my vaccine yeah give me my 1400 bucks my vaccine you said it was gonna be two grand where's my two grand joe fucking with me i got illegal black market vape shit to buy <laughs> <laughs> right black market vape shit gotta get that vpn too oh um, yeah, i gotta get that vpn dude well that because if you're gonna buy it stand like, well i mean i'm just you know, I've been looking into the Bitcoin thing with all the GameStop, you know, lately and just seeing what's what. Yeah, you should really do that. <laughs> I don't know. It's fascinating to me. It's fascinating. I don't know it. I don't understand it. Right. I'm not in, I'm not ready to put my stimulus check into Dogecoin or or Ethereum or, or garlic coin or onion coin or what do they call <laughs> it? That, I don't know. I don't know, dude. Reddit's weird. Everything's weird. Mm-hmm. Everything my dad's weird. like, what's Reddit? I'm like, oh, okay. It's an aggregator. Uh, let me. <laughs> what are you into? What are you into, old what man? Are you Produce? Into, dad? Yeah. You know? <laughs> he said, well, can I find a Reddit for fly fishing? I'm like, yeah, dude. You can find probably, probably three got or four. a bunch of motherfuckers <laughs> yeah. on it too. Your age. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so I think, um, you know, obviously neither of us drank in 2020. Yeah, I didn't. Not booze. Not booze. A lot of right. Diet Cokes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I, I, I just, I think it's important. It's important for me to reflect on it, especially in these painful times and like, when the shit is bad. And when I look back on these things and you know, that, you know, I, I don't know what you want to call it. I, I, you know, I, I broke up with my girlfriend. She broke up with me. We transitioned out of our relationship. Dissolution of romantic entanglement. (laughs) Exactly. So, but what, what could I learn from that was like, you know, or the fact that I can learn something from these things is what makes them important and what makes them valuable and what makes them, what makes them not just bad things that happen to me? Because right. that kind of thinking is what got me in trouble in the first place. Right. The world's fucked. It's after me. I might as well drink it. Nothing. Oh, look at all this bad stuff. Yeah. You know, nothing but, good will come of it, which is not if, true. But if the relationship had gone on for another five years and it had been miserable or, you know, we had been lying to each other, like how awful would that be in 2025? Right. <laughs> Do you so, know what I'm saying? And then that's a deeper entanglement. That's mm-hmm. like a lot of knots to untie. That's like some quantum entanglement. Right. 
But she's cool though. I mean, not to get deep into your shit. Mm-hmm. She no, was no, cool no. enough to be like, yo, we need to figure this out. She was emotionally and mentally well adjusted. Yes. Which so is a not uh, yeah, but you both were, yeah. And I that was not my history of my life, with the exception of my wife now. Right. I dated a lot of ladies who were like, I'm just as bad as you are. And I'm like, yes, we are both bad together. Right. Let's yes. be bad. So, but I, I, that's, that's my biggest takeaway is like, okay, life is going to suck sometimes and mm-hmm. then life is going to be great sometimes. Mm-hmm. So the impermanence of those feelings is the only thing that I should hang on to. The impermanence yeah. is the only consistent thing. Damn. So, <laughs> right. Damn. So when yeah. it's bad, it's not going to be bad forever. So I can relax and write it out. Mm-hmm. And when it's good, it's not going to be good forever. So I should really, really enjoy it. Yeah. And I don't know if I told you this, but I was, I don't, did I tell you last week? I was talking to my mom and she was feeling a little down about things and just kind of, you know, just a general malaise about the world. And she said something to the effect of like, we were talking about going for a walk or something like that. And she said something like, yeah, but I just don't see the point in it. And I was like, mom, you know, be, and her, her, her whole thing was, and I don't know, if she, I don't know if she listens to this or not, but her whole thing was, I don't have that much time left on this earth, so what's the point? Right. And I said, Mom, I think even more now, you, you, because you have less time. If you, if you only have twenty years left, what if you only had twenty minutes or twenty days? You should go and enjoy all of those to the fullest that you can, right. more so than somebody who is forty or twenty. Right, because they have more time supposedly, but Squeeze we don't really the fucking know. Juice from that exactly. shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. But also, we're guys in our 40s. But you have a really good point, though. You have a really good point. You got to. So what's the point? Get... Yeah. Squeeze yeah. Lick the, the fucking plate. Lick the plate. Mm-hmm. Maybe that should be our shit. That lick should be plate. our. <laughs> our A is for alcoholic. Lick the plate. <laughs> no, that sounds gross. Yeah. That sounds kind of horny. I'll I don't want a T-shirt. Be... We're not a horny podcast. Mm-mm, That's my other podcast. podcast. That's my howdy neighbor. Howdy neighbor and lick the plate. <laughs> um, so yeah, I think that that's I think that's something to keep in mind is that yeah. it's easy, it's especially easy now, right? Yes, go, what's oh, the yeah. fucking point? Yeah, because what matters yeah, exactly. and we're all stuck inside, or mm-hmm. I can't go do this, or I can't I do it all the here. time. We both do it, you know we do it. So yeah. maybe, maybe don't 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 do that. <laughs> lick that plate. <laughs> lick the plate. Isn't that wait? Is that is that Anthony? What's his name? Bourdain. He was not a good guy. Rest Bourdain. in peace, homie. Yeah. Um. No, it was the whole the whole plate. Um. Anthony Kiedis. Trans- not. It's the. It's the. Uh. It's burn this whole place to the ground, Pookie. What's oh, Anthony. That? Anthony. Um. Not or- Anthony Edwards. That's from ER. No, I can't remember his name now. This, listen, this podcast is gonna be two old guys trying to figure <laughs> some shit out. He was the guy from Blackish. He's a great fucking actor. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, but he talks about it in Transformers. They're like in the movie Transformers. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he says something about, you got to eat the whole plate or something. I want to eat the whole plate, but that's true. So, I mean, that would Anthony be- Anderson. Anthony Anderson. Thank, thank you, you, iPhone. Anthony Anderson, you're a great actor. <laughs> um, but he talks about the whole plate. Funny too. Um, so yeah, yeah. Lick, the, lick the plate. And, and really like if, if, and if all, if I can't go to- tj maxx today because there's a pandemic then go find something else to do and you'll find your bundle of sticks in nature you don't need to buy a bundle of sticks in a jar at tj maxx you'll find it in nature so i i have no idea what 2021 has but 
I mean, and so there's no reason to not be ready. Yeah. I guess that's not, what am I trying to say? I don't know. I, I'm as ready as, as, as I will ever be. So. Sounds good. Do you hear birds? No. Oh, maybe it's outside my window. It's probably outside. Um, yeah, I don't think we're collectively hearing birds on our <laughs> headphones together. No, I think that's outside my window. <laughs> yeah, that must um, be because it's not coming on my end. Well, I hope everyone out there um, has a good week. And um, I hope you find something that makes you feel good. And Yeah, uh, absolutely. You know, like the shit, shit is bad sometimes, but it's not forever. So Right. Yo, and look out for my new app, Howdy Neighbor. There you go. Find, right. find someone within a few blocks to kiss you on the privates <laughs> if you're inclined to that kind of thing. We'll see. Uh, my all people right. talk to all your people. Thanks again for listening. Our music, as always, is by Neglect. You can find more of his stuff at neglect.bandcamp.com. And you can find us on all social media platforms that matter, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And you can reach us at asforalcoholic at gmail.com. Talk to you later. Yeah.